Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. It's Mike here again with another conspiracy. I have a very special guest with me, a fellow New Jerseyan, Elizabeth. Uh, we're talking today, predictive programming, and uh, it's something that I really wanted to tackle on on this podcast. I've had a lot of people ask me about it. And uh, I met Elizabeth, and, you know, she's very knowledgeable on this. And, you know, <laughs> the research that I've put into this was actually quite tiresome because it, it was, it's just, um, well, we're going to get into it as, as the podcast go along. But Elizabeth, how are you tonight? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm just fine. I'm just fine. Uh, now, Elizabeth, for those who don't know, who are just listening to this, who are new to the podcast, who uh, are just not really into conspiracy or just novice themselves, why don't you give us a little bit of a definition of what predictive programming is? Sure. So predictive programming, as defined by Alan Watt, is mm-hmm. a subtle form of psychological conditioning provided by the media to acquaint the public with planned societal changes to be implemented by our quote-unquote leaders. Right. Right, and you know what? Yeah. That uh, that's actually probably actually that's a good that's a good definition. I, I think that's a that kind of hits it on the you know hit the nail on the coffin. But it's not just media; it's also music, TV, stuff like that as well. Correct? Yes, anywhere you can find it. I have found like ten different versions of media that have predictive programming in it. Now, I did state before that uh, Elizabeth, as well as myself, is from New Jersey. And yes. um, obviously, we are born to run. Oh yeah, we are absolutely the guard state, born to run. The boss, you already know. But it's it's actually really uh, it's actually really crazy when I went into this subject, Elizabeth, because one of the main conspiracy or one of the main you know examples of predictive programming is you know the subtle I guess you know ideas or little snippets of uh, the nine eleven ca- uh, catastrophe that happened. Yeah, and, primarily right. the World Trade Center. Right, and again, we're, we're from Jersey. I mean, um, I'm actually I'm just glad that I brought this up because uh, next week I'm actually posting with Danny Rambo. We're doing a two-part conspiracy about 9-11. Uh, just stay tuned for that. But we're, we're so close to, you know, we're in the Trist area where, uh, where I was on 9-11. I was in Irvington, New Jersey, uh, which is literally right. <laughs> you can see the smoke coming from 9-11, but... Elizabeth, when it comes to this predictive programming, especially with 9-11, what sort of, I guess, examples can you tell everybody about? I mean, you know, because, again, this is all about what could be considered a false flag initiative. So what exactly. sort of, like, what sort of examples do you have concerning the 9-11? Because I really want to touch home about that because, again, we are from New Jersey. So we, we're actually close to the, you know, to the subject. Yeah, area. we're so close. I was, uh, I was... Uh, raised in Summit, New Jersey, mm-hmm. about eight miles away. But I lived on a hill, so I also remember, like, I could see the smoke of the towers. Frightening, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a very big part of our lives. Right. Very real. You know, that's not the problem. But predictive programming has been in every form of media, especially children's media, which right. is the number one example that frightens me. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty I sick. Have, I have movie posters, there were print ads, there were newspaper ads, there were magazine covers, mm-hmm. uh, comic book covers, comic book art, album covers, video games, uh, te- you know, scenes from actual movies, right. not just cartoons. And then 
like I have half a dozen cartoon examples. Wow, it's crazy. Why don't you give? Why don't you know? What, why don't you give us um, some cartoon examples? Because I, one of the um, and you probably have this on your on your list. Uh, I, I, I did this, you know, research extensively, and I just find that one of the most troubling examples of the 9/11 predictive programming is an old cartoon. I, I forgot what uh, year it is, but it was Porky Pig and Charlie the Dog. Yes, I have that. Yeah. Actually, in another point, I have that was a 1948 cartoon of Porky the Pig. You don't see anything, but what you do hear is they scream, the towers are falling, it, and then you hear an airplane noise. I, I recommend everybody look this up on YouTube. It's Porky Pig and Charlie the Dog. Now, mind you, the, the setting in the cartoon is uh, it looked like farmland, so it didn't really look like there were, you know, that there's obviously not towers around. It was weird, and um, it was just horrifying because Charlie the dog was actually the character in the cartoon that was shouting, uh, "Look, the towers are falling!" And he just, it was creepy, and it actually like it gave me kind of a bit of a chill. It is so chilling, especially when you pair it with. Okay, so I would most first like to say that. The amount of YouTube clips where they combine all this is ridiculous. Right. Like hours and hours of this. Um, there is a very popular YouTuber called Shane Dawson. He does a lot of conspiracy theories. I love and Shane he <laughs> loves predictive programming. That's one of his major things he likes to talk about. So, and he talks about how the the government or you know the powers that be have been trying to predictive program us for generations. Mm-hmm. So it's not just us. Right. It was our grandparents with Porky the Pig. And then also in 1976, there was a Sesame Street ad where Cookie Monster is eating the Twin Towers. Oh, my God. So it's been hitting us for many, many years. Continue. Give us more examples because I feel like there's a ton. Oh, for sure. So a lot of the print, a lot of the comic books and a lot of the children's cartoons are Marvel based. Right. Those are the only ones where it makes sense a little bit. You know, because Marvel is mostly based in D.C. In, uh, not D.C. It's based in New York. Right, that's where a lot right. of shows are. So, you know, you see it in a lot of Spider-Man cartoons. You see it in Iron Man cartoons. Wow. There's a Spider-Man in, I couldn't find the year, but it's Spidey Super Stories. It's the cover of this comic. And Kingpin is legitimately, like, pushing the Twin Towers down. Uh, you, that's, uh, that's eerie because, you know, it's... It's all over. It's all over the place, and I don't know if people remember, but there was um, oh god, what year is it? But it was like it was a couple of years after uh, 9-11. and Stan Lee had a special like comic book of like all the superheroes, and it started out with Spider Man looking at the twin towers yeah. and stuff like that. That was actually that came out. Yeah, that one came out in two thousand two. I actually own that. Me too. It was like a special edition. <laughs> I own that as well. I own that as well. But you know what? It's it's, it's yeah. It's you know it's, it's all of it. And you know what? Let me play devil's advocate for a second because I know a lot of people will be like, "Well, okay, do a couple of you know coincidences, whatever. That's fine." Because like you said, Marvel is you know based on New York. You know, in New York City, a lot of superheroes are from New York City. So obviously, one of the landmarks out of there are the Twin Towers. But take aside comic books and you know children art. Um, what, 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 the media, at, not the media aspect, let's go to like a little more like upscale when it comes to predictive programming. 
Uh, now, like I said before, false flag initiatives are huge when it comes to this. What other examples do you have, especially like in the media realm or music or TV or something like that, that actually gets into this uh, conspiracy a little deeper? You know what? There is actually a New York cover. It came out in 2000 and it was talking about the real estate of 2001 uh-huh. and in it the towers are falling wow that, so this what? Is not That's exactly creepy. it's a they actually had to like you can't find it on the website anymore right. because they don't have it up well i would imagine like oh no i would imagine you know but yeah. it was, it was in like there's a print ad for a 1968 newspaper mm-hmm. for um for real estate as well and there is an ad where you see the twin tower twin towers and then a plane flying into it wow basically like look at our real estate our you know we're building these you know skyscrapers so high that a plane could go into it huh so what what i mean obviously you know unless you've been living under a goddamn rock and by the way, you can curse on this podcast, Elizabeth. Feel free to. I forgot to <laughs> say that. I forgot to say that before. I feel like people, you know, are trying to suppress their language on here, but fuck that. So, um, <laughs> I feel like unless you've been living on a rock, like I said, the, obviously we know who the president of the United States is, Donald Trump. Now there is something <laughs> with predictive programming and linking linking to Donald Trump and his presidency. Now there has been actual. Uh, you know, cartoons, it's the Simpsons, maybe predicting him being the president. There's also, um, you know, Simpsons old movies. Simpsons also predicted 9-11. Right. That, you're absolutely right. That's another, that's another great, you know, another good commentary. But, but, but Donald Trump, it, this has been said to be going on for 60 years, especially like, for example, there's tons of references for tons of, you know, lookalikes in the classic hit, Back to the Future, is where they say Biff, um, I believe it was the second one. Biff would that go that you know gets the sports almanac and you know he makes millions of dollars. He creates yep. you know he creates his huge casino and then when Marty McFly comes back from the future to the so-called present day, everything is chaotic in ruins mm-hmm. and it's all ran by Biff, who was actually later on the writers have said to portray that character off of Donald Trump. Yep. A hundred percent. To the point right. where I think Donald Trump has made his hair look like this now. I, you know, and you know what? And and I when I when I read that, I said, "Well, okay, maybe that's a coincidence." But when I actually saw that, you know, writer the writers of the movie, you know, like producers of it, that actually went out of their way to portray old Biff, who the man who is running the entire town. And creating this whole wasteland, apocalyptic type areas where people are sleeping with shotguns next to them, portraying him as Donald Trump, that that seems a little odd to me. It does. It's all, you hope that they, I think that almost might have been, you wish it's not predictive programming. Right. You know, we wish that this is not the darkest timeline and they were writing for both humor and right, commentary. Right. Because let's not let's like, be real. I mean, Donald Trump was a big figure. You know what I mean? Obviously, at that time, he was you know still could oh, be, yeah. you know considered a hot topic. But it's a little too on the nose for me. I mean, I'm not saying now. Obviously, we're living in a post-apocalypse, but we don't know what the future entails. And if there's any truth to this predictive programming, we we can't sit. You know, we can't sit there and say that the warning signs isn't there of something really bad to happen. 
such as maybe a World War III or uh, perhaps some sort of a false flag initiative that just brings World War III. Oh, exactly. So what are your, what are your thoughts on predictive programming and, you know, the media? I think that predictive programming has been something that is very much in movies a lot Mm -hmm. as plot points. Mm -hmm. And it always stems from science fiction in a way. And then I don't know if it's predictive programming because it's putting the ideas in the minds of the genius that's watching it. Or is it, you know, seeing, showing the person like what their future is going to be. Do you know what I mean? Right. Do you think Elon Musk watched, you know, you know, Demolition Man and saw, oh, that's the world I want to live it's in? Great fucking movie. You think he saw iRobot and was like, oh yeah, I want to make a car that drives me and then listens to music, and I'm totally fine. Wow. I mean, I see your point. I, it's I, both. Right. Sides. Well, that's what I that, right. I, I hear. Yeah, but I guess what I'm. I guess what I'm. Um, what I'm trying to get out here is that. It's all about, especially what you said in the, in the actual definition of a psychological conditioning. So when it comes to the media aspect of it, I mean, how far do you think it goes when it comes to, like, providing, I don't know, worry or panic or, I mean, we can't deny that every time we turn on the goddamn news, it's always something that's terrible. You know, it, it's getting worse it's and getting worse, worse, and oh, worse yeah. every day. And we've been saying, you know what the funny part is, we've actually saying that phrase, it's getting worse every day for, I don't know. Since we've been, since we were little kids, we've been hearing our parents and stuff like that. So I know, like, with psychological conditioning, I mean, do you think that predictive programming in the media have something to do with us possibly being in constant fear when we're, you know, when we're watching the media or we're always looking for someone to blame or is there if there's someone outside in the bushes ready to attack us? You know, I'm not sure if predictive. That's the part of predictive programming mm-hmm. that they want to be the most effective. Uh, yeah. I feel like predictive programming is most effective to actually do the opposite, to lull us into the world that they want to shape. Right. That's a good point. That's, you know I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, you know, you look at the Manchurian candidate, not the Denzel movie, but the Frank Sinatra film came out in what the fifties, the sixties, yeah. and they talked about putting tags on people they talked about chipping people and telling them how to do and then you look and now people get chipped all the time you know you're crazy if you don't chip your dog and most parents i've heard is getting to the point where they're like you don't have your child chipped that's crazy that's awesome uh that that that, that's awesome crazy shit that's uh god what's that what's that really like black mirror is where the lady did her you know tagged her daughter and she couldn't see all like the bad stuff and then she just grew up to be just a fucked up individual in person. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I, I feel like- how deep? How deep do you think it goes? I mean, you say you, you know, I heard you say you know the definition that you know it's created by these leaders. What do you think the goal? I mean, what's the purpose of doing something like this? You know, I think it has a lot to do with money and control. Uh-huh. If you want to think of it like that, you could also see that it's a sense of warning. Right. You know, maybe when it comes to 9-11, 9-11, is, you know, they're trying to warn us about something, about an attack that's coming. You know, then you connect that to who knows about the attack. Is it the media? Is it the government? Et cetera, et cetera. Or maybe it's just a 
not a higher power per se, but it's like the future is trying to like ripple back in time uh-huh. and say, watch out, you know, right. don't be in New York. <laughs> don't, don't be don't in New York. Yeah. Call out or be the person who actually owns the building, get a really, really ridiculously crazy amount of insurance a couple of weeks beforehand. And then when the building explodes, now all of a sudden the $14 million you put into two buildings turn into three point something billion dollars in insurance, but that's fine. Um, yeah. You hope not that. Well, that's you know, it always yeah. reminds me. There's a Johnny Bravo, you know, one of these examples, and it's not as blunt as a tower is falling down. Right. It's it's a poster behind two people fighting. They're in front of a movie theater, mm-hmm. and in front of this poster, it says it has the two towers on fire, and it says "coming soon." And this came out. The cartoon came out in April two thousand one. Mm-hmm. But that you know that's my what? yes M- that's weird. months you know not years <laughs> yeah that, not that, that's that's a good example of something that's recent okay so you know you wow huh I'm wrapping my head around that because it seems like they were going from literally like uh, hello you got you only got you only got this amount short amount of time to you know prepare or do something about this. They were trying to like yeah. do it from the like you know from the end of the t- under the clock like okay let's let's go like figure it out everybody, but another thing like, that I, on, yeah like come on get get going, another thing Put that I right right exactly exactly there was a, another um theory that I that I looked upon that I actually thought was quite interesting I don't know if uh, it'll fit the bill of you know people warning us but it it's set it is said to like be so arrogant of i guess the people who actually run the world the fact that we're poor, we're doing whatever we can to put this in front of your face and there's still nothing you can do about it to stop us we're so egotistical we're going to put as much clues as we can out there for this catastrophe we're still going to get away with it we're still going to make millions we're still going to do this what do you think of that aspect of you know just because we, we could imagine that, you know, the world, the people who I guess really run the world aren't nice people. I mean, otherwise they wouldn't have the wealth that they had now. I mean, what do you think the validity of that is? Of them just having this egotistical, fucked up mindset, like we're just going to do whatever it takes to make sure you guys know about it. And there's nothing still you can do. I mean, I don't put it past the. Do something like that. Do you know what I mean? Right. It right. would make sense that these people are like almost goading us, making fun of us. Like you don't even know what's wow. going to happen to you. And we're right. telling you and you still don't know. You can't fix it. Wow. That's insane. Wow. Do you have any other, no, can you tell us uh, other examples besides the nine eleven of predictive programming? Like uh, there is actual, other, you know, other, you know, stigma to this about people's dying, like celebrity deaths and or musician deaths or something like that. Do you have you ever found any of that uh, included know, in this? I've seen a little of it, but mainly on The Simpsons. Okay. The Simpsons is the number one place for predictive programming, and time and time again, they say, "Oh, just a fluke. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. No." I don't know what you're talking about. You know, they've predicted Donald Trump getting elected. They predicted 9-11. They predicted Tesla being in space. That was something. Uh, Yeah, I remember that. They predicted um, the death of an artist using drugs. Dying, in a way. 
and it was eerily similar to the way that um, Prince died, and also really? Michael Jackson died in the way, if you want to think about it like that. Yes. Especially because he did it on an airplane, and right before Prince died, he had an overdose huh. while he was on well, his I private, mean, private airplane. We, we Actually, it's funny that That's you mentioned Prince, because Prince. Prince was actually said to be some sort of a truther himself. I mean, he was... he. He mentioned, you know, like chemtrails and uh, and how you know, just just stuff that is conspiracy based, and it was said to make him a marked man. Yeah, he. Not only that, he was trying to like create his own conspiracy pod, his own conspiracy about slave contracts yeah. in the music industry, especially around Sony. I remember that, and so he, was, he was he was he was also talking about. Um, I, I forgot the K the K pop art artists, uh, Korean pop or whatever, and he was he was yeah he was, he, and he was just saying yeah, how yeah. those guys are basically indentured servants. That's a, right. Wow. Mhm. He said all of us, like Sony is the worst example. Yeah, of that. that's, that's a another. Itself. I that's mean, another great Sony conspiracy for another time. Be the ones who actually killed Michael Jackson for that thing. So yeah, yeah. Both of them. They spoke so out against them, and I, I think they, you know, him. they wanted Michael Jackson's uh, song catalog that made him millions of dollars, and you know, he was Michael Jackson was actually gaining him. That's actually that's another podcast and stuff. I don't want to get into that at all. That's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> no, you just love it. Yeah, like and then we're just going deeper and deeper into that goddamn rabbit hole. Oh man, now. I want to get into the psychological conditioning of, of going back to the media. I want to get your thoughts on this, Elizabeth. I actually have a couple of things that, you know, I'm going to tell you, and I, I want to see what you think about it, uh, because it's actually quite, you know, it, it's quite damning yeah. to me, and I found this very, very, uh, very creepy. So back in the 50s, there was a man named uh, Sig Mil- uh, Mickelson. He was actually the uh, CBS News president. And uh, he was for about from 1954 to 1961. And he has an interview has said that the network has been contacted by CIA officials and CIA groups. Um, and then he was actually, he, I was actually told before he became president that there was actually relationships between the network news and the CIA. Huh. What do you, what do you think of, what do you think of actual an actual person who has ran the news cycle saying that uh, CIA, which we all know CIA, MK Ultra, Mind Control, um, of him actually saying that we actually had a relationship with the CIA and we've been you know working with CIA operatives with the CIA's um, office to I guess I don't know manipulate the news somehow in their favor or what do you think of that? I mean, that is something that it's it's to the point where that makes sense you know mm-hmm. of course he did am i shocked it's that early a little bit except mm-hmm. not that much especially when you bring mk ultra into this because there's right. no way that mk ultra was not successful just in the True. way that, right the, you know mk ultra is something that was proven except it's, that it's a, a legit fact like it's actually documented Yep. Of, a, of a like a legit like what happened is where you know the CIA tried 
to use this technique to manipulate and control, you know, minds and personalities, and they were quite successful. Yes. On, on, another, on another aspect, there is an author, uh, he wrote a book, his name is Udo uh, Ukofe, and he is a German man, and he worked for a major German newspaper for about 17 years, and um, he was claimed, he claimed to, in this book, of course, he was paid by the U.S., not the German, the U.S. intelligence to alter and spin stories for them uh, during that time. Now, the reason why I'm bringing all this up to you, Lizzie, is because I want your opinion about this. Psychological conditioning mm-hmm. provided by the media. If that's the case, and we're being told uh, time after time again by people who have worked closely with these uh, newspapers, the, the news stations, the networks, of them actually being in contact with uh, intelligent agencies to, to spin, you know, stories or to doc- indoctrinate doctor stories. What, what are the, I mean, what's to say that they don't actually go out of their way to make, you know, a really bad false flag initiative and start another world war? Oh, yeah. That sounds something that is completely ready. Especially now that they have a, pardon my French, a fucking psychopath in charge. But he right. was also just a puppet of like, he's a pa- oh, yeah, he's, a pawn. he's around. He likes to think that he's the smartest person. He's the dumbest person in the room. These are people that are like, we right. finally have found someone stupid enough to agree with mm-hmm. us and have the bolster, like, someone who will actually do what we're saying. If right. anything, they, pro- they probably predictively programmed him by making him feel so great. Remember, he worked at NBC. I mean, Trump worked at NBC for a decade with The Apprentice before he ran right. for president. So that's true. We want to talk about media using predictive programming with him. That also makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely close with it. And you know what? This, this whole presidency was just strange to beginning. I mean, it started out as a hijink. Everybody was like, okay, it's, it's something, you know, it's something funny to watch. Donald Trump's trying to become president. He's trying to do these debates. He's not going to make it past, you know, first the first couple of weeks and then lo and behold for some reason now he's debating hillary clinton uh to become the actual president of the united states where the hell did this come from and it, it kind of it would make sense i mean think about it what's who's easier to control the politician or the guy who said you're fired for a couple, for a long time and oh, who is basically a, a media head absolutely like Who's easier to control in that situation? And, and, I, and you know, I bring it up because, and not to play politics here, this, is a, this, is a, this right now is a lot of conspiracy. Whoever you voted for, whatever the case may be. But I just find it, I find it very, very, very displacing and, and just fucked up in general that all of this happened while, again, uh, Hillary won the popular vote, which was insane. And then now all of a sudden the Electoral College and all of the swing states voted for him. I, I, I don't know. That, I, I, found that very, I found that very interesting. And I, I don't know if and people said that this was actually against the elites. Like, you know, they, they didn't want Hillary in the White House. They're, you know, this was against the, the elites. The electoral college went against it. But, well, I mean, it's always interesting when you think about that because if you look at those swing states, the, you know, mm-hmm. 
politics aside, blah, blah, blah. Right. The number one trusted, quote, unquote, news source they use is Fox News. And that, to me, is predictive programming, if I've ever seen, you know. Mm -hmm. They are just telling the people what they have decided they want to hear and then mirroring it so much that that's what they just pair it off. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, we can't we can't deny that you know every station has their own agenda. I mean, for sure. Obviously, obviously, you have you know Fox News, which is more of a, which is obviously a conservative outlet. You know, they're going to sit there and they're going to spout conservative values. To which you have you know CNN and MSNBC. Uh, you know that is you know quite liberal. But I mean, you you are right. It's it's definitely Fox News when you know when it when it came to those with it. So it's not surprising that all of a sudden. Oh, here, here it comes. He's winning those type of swing states, and it's it's quite damning because if this is something that's predictive, a uh, predictive program, and the only people that are getting fucked out of this is the American people, because yeah. now all of a sudden, you know, we have to fucking you know deal with this, and and now we have nowhere to go. By the way, if that's the case, there with predictive program, there is actual. Um, there, there is actual document, like actual videos that I've seen to sit there and say that Donald Trump has been, you know, has been destined to become president, but also destined to put us in some sort of a world war or, right, or some sort of catastrophe in itself. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So a lot of people know, obviously, the Infinity Wars. Um, I don't know if you know this, Elizabeth, but. There is set to speed to predictive programming in Infinity Wars. I did not um, know that. Please tell yeah. me that. That's exciting. Is he Thanos? So, right. <laughs> with, with, with that, I don't <laughs> I, If he's Thanos, I have no idea what the fuck the Infinity Gauntlet is and how he's going to use it. That's oh, the, the Infinity Gauntlet so, is definitely Ivanka then. You, you think so? so, so someone's going to be able to fuck the world up, and it's going to be bad. But what, but what, what, what the theory is... I mean, spoiler alert, Thanos, who is a bad guy, his main goal in the movie is to get the Infinity Stones to use the Infinity Gauntlet, which gives him the power to literally erase half of the half of the universe's population in the snap of fingers. Yeah. Now, who's saying... At his will, he can do whatever he wants. And what's to say that predictive programming, there are things in there that, you know, made him sound Trumpish... Or like you know, make him sound like it's a Trump speech, and how he can do something. Or maybe it's the powers that be, the people who really run the the elites, who are telling us, "Look, dudes, at some point we're gonna have to press reset on this population control, and you know, half of you guys are gonna are, are gonna make it, half of you guys are not gonna make it." Or it goes into also the Bilderberg groups, and uh, you know, it teaches us. There are safe spaces, which is obviously people don't know, that there are said to be safe spaces. This is another conspiracy. I don't know if you yeah. know this, but there are said to be safe spaces in America or around the world that are, that, you know, that only the elites and the important people in the world know to, to go when shit hits the fan so that way they are ensured survival. They have uh, yeah. different, yeah, so they, they have like different, you know, places and different bunkers to go down. Um, have you ever heard anything like that, Elizabeth? I've heard a little bit, and actually, I read something about predictive programming uh, for that theory oh. in the movie Kingsman. Really? Kingsman: The Secret Service. Tell me yeah. that. 
because and then that movie, the elites, like this guy decides that he wants to just destroy the world and they want to fight each other. This is, I promise, I love this movie and I'm just I love this terrible. movie. I, the, the but, first one, I, lo- I loved the both of them. Number one was fantastic. I love the things in movies. Yes. I even like number two, but I number do like one number is two. perfect. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. But essentially, this crazy person is destroying the world, but he is an elite, and like the other elites, he has a safe space for all those people to survive. And it's only the best of the best, the most rich, the most beautiful, mm-hmm. the most quote-unquote talented. Right. So if that is actually predictive programming telling us that there are these places that the normal person is not allowed to go to. And also that we will, we ourselves will be each other's downfall because they're just fighting each other instead. So if that's the case, right, and, and they're said to have, you know, plans in place, I mean, do, do you have, like, maybe some notes in there saying – like, like different ways they might be able to do it. I know in the movie they had, you know, cell phones with crazy frequencies that'll make us go crazy in our brains and start fucking each other up. But, like, what are some ways that you think that they would be able, you know, to, to accomplish this and actually make us fuck each other up? Oh, it's probably combined with our... You know, they talk about a lot of conspiracy theories. It is about the way that you can quell the masses, you know, like the sheep, so they don't think about for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably a combination of, you know, our phones, our chip, you know, if we have chips, everything like that. I've seen it's always the people that use anything or any type of technology to make their life easier. That is Everybody. always the task. I mean, look at iRobot. That's another. iRobot is filled with predictive programming right. <laughs> from every aspect. You know, it's funny though. I just want to go back to Infinity War really fast yeah, go for because it. one, it's a great movie. Oh, fantastic! Two, I wasn't expecting you know, it to be that good, but it was actually really good. I did, but I was still pleasantly heartbroken. Right. But, right. But you know, when you think about the original story that they took it from. That aspect of it was not there. His no. insistence was not there in the story. The story was he's, one, crazy, but, two, he's in love with death, like the yeah. personification of death. And he's literally like, what can I do for you to love me? And she goes, maybe you kill half of the universe. And he goes, okay, I'll kill half yeah. the universe for you. Yeah, he'll do that. You know, that. It's a means to an end. In this, they actually do add a reason behind it. You yeah. know, that shift is so interesting when you think about predictive programming because, you know, it's the way of, especially Marvel, who has been a part of predictive programming for, Long you know, time. since the beginning. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's, um, and it's, and it's funny that you said that. That's actually a really good point. An actual original story. You're right. He is in love with the personification of death. So is Deadpool, mm-hmm. by the way, but we're not going to get into that. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's a it, that's a really like fucked up way to think about it. I mean, here's a guy who is said to be a titan of world, who is you know a conqueror, and then all of a sudden, well, how can I please you, Death? Kill half of the population. Oh, wait a minute, we're gonna turn it around because I guess Marvel didn't think that was a good enough script, which I, I guess I tend to agree. But to but kill, you know, it's funny because right. Death was supposed to be part of Doctor Strange. Yeah, because it was. 
rumored to be in Doctor Strange, uh, Scott Derrickson, like, tweeted a picture of death and said, you know, something like, death will be with us, as will we all. I don't, I don't have the exact tweet in front of me. So it seems like they scrapped that they did. for a specific reason. I mean, it's a little, I guess it was just a little too close to home to what they, I guess they wanted to be more accurate with it. I on mean, yeah, on the nose with, with, with what's going on. I mean, it, or it maybe does in the seem way like, that... well, I mean, which one do you think would have been a better story? It also would have been, you know, better if you're, you know, predictive programming. I mean, would, would you rather have the personification of death or do you want to have it so that way food and scarcity and, you know, resources are being just fucking taken away by population? Oh, I think this is way better, especially in the way of predictive, both in storytelling and in the way of predictive programming, right. because at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, the second, like, deleted scene at the very end is just chaos. Because yeah. half the world is gone, there's an emergency thing wow. sign, and I remember being like, "Oh, this is what our world will be in like three years." Wow. Yeah, you know what? It's yeah. it's that's really like a it's a really scary thing to think about. I mean, and it's interesting. Right. Sorry, I'm one no, more. Ahead, this doesn't pertain to Infinity War, but it does pertain to Marvel in a way. Uh-huh. Captain America in the '70s did a whole arc about like the crazy bomb, where it was literally. A, a bomb went off and people went crazy, but instead of going crazy, like joke or crazy, they went crazy and they just started killing people. Like you're different. I kill you because you know, like you don't like this and I don't like you. And it's like, they went up to the Falcon and they tried to murder him. And they were like, cause he's not like us. He has to get out of here. And essentially people to the point where the people who wrote those comics are now like that's happening today. Falcon was a black guy for everybody who doesn't know, you know what's going on. <laughs> they're like shocked. They're like shocked. They're like, it's weird. It's happening today. And I'm like, is it weird? Or, or it's been going, you know what I mean? Yeah. Were you fed this story? Like, maybe we should think about talking about this. And I know people would be like, well, race relations in the 60s weren't great. This is not, mm-hmm. you know, not. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, it, it's well known that obviously back, back in the day it was, way worse than what is, you know, way way worse than what, I guess, what you see to be racism now today. But it seems like the way they're talking to each other is not the way that they spoke to each other then, but it's more the way that, like, when someone who watches Fox News and someone who watches maybe, like, I don't know, MSNBC fight, and then they just use the words at each other that they hate. Like, you know, you're a commie, you know, you're a commie cuck, well, you know, idiot. like I said, like I mean, gun, yeah, pick, you know, well, that's well, how they were right, right. And you know what? It's it's all about, you know, who, who can get the other upper hand and who can, you know, have the last word. But again, like I said, you know, I'm not an advocate for I'm, uh, both political parties are guilty of this. I mean, uh, conservatives, because oh, conservatives are, are yeah, right, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Liberals are just as bad sometimes. Absolutely. You know, but they, they both have their faults. Liberals. Liberals can be, you know, overly sensitive and, you know, they'll fuck around and instead of having a debate, they'd rather, you know, get violent conservatives, you know, they push, you know, ideal, you know, ideology that, you know, sometimes is really, really bad and hateful for the world. And it's, they're both, they both have faults, but I see your point. I mean, with all this going on, Elizabeth, and with the couple minutes we have left, what do you think? What do you think we are as far as having, you know, having less time to figure shit out? Or in other words, I mean, how close do you think we are 
to just a catastrophe that the world has never seen. I mean, do you think it'll happen in your lifetime, in our lifetime? I mean... I personally don't hope so, but you never know. I mean, it also makes sense that, you know, it maybe is a combination of trends and predictive trends that, you know, a lot of the popular books and movies were, you know, like post-apocalyptic worlds that feel closer and closer to where we live to. You know, like The Hunger Games, The Handmaid's Tale, you know, all the other ones that are like that, that have then become huge. You hope that this is something in the future, Mm -hmm. but when you look at the predictive programming that has been laid out for us in like the last 50 years, most of that has already come true. And you wonder, are there new, you know, predictive programming that we haven't caught on yet, or are we out of Do you believe in the concept of history repeating itself? A hundred percent. And uh, do, yeah. do you, I mean, um, what, uh, expand on that. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, that history have a tendency to repeat itself, but there's a lot of people who sit there and say, well, that's quite actually impossible because, you know, the, there's so many different variations of what the future or what would be considered a future, you know, to be. So it will be quite possible to, to get that, but you subscribe to it. So, yeah. so what do you think of the odds of maybe something, um, I'm just bringing this up, I guess, obviously, you know, for theatrical reasons, but something like, the, like an atom bomb, like Hiroshima, or something along the lines of just, mil- like, a lot of deaths. I mean, what's to say that happens on American soil? Because although almost 3,000 people died in World Trade Center, we can't deny that this fucked up history that we call America We've killed millions of more people in the world, absolutely, overseas. overseas. So, I mean, do you think that America is just in for it? Like, there's, there's something, has, like, the chickens has got to come home, you know what I mean, at some point for us. The way I think of it is, there, I feel like there's, like, three points to that. Number one, um, I feel like time, as with everything in the world, is on a pendulum. Right. As everything That's interesting, goes. yeah. And I hope we're at the beginning of the swing back to the middle. Um, you never mm-hmm. know, but I think we're, like, right at the end, and we're about to, like, swing back. Right. So, because the point where I'm like, or are we at the point where the whole thing, the pendulum falls off? Wow. And just, like, rolls off the floor, and we're, you know, fucked Right. Forever. I like to be positive and think maybe it's about to swing back. The other part was that you asked, which was very smart, um, was oh no, now I just forgot it. Um, Damn it! It wasn't it wasn't that smart. <laughs> no, it was smart. I had a really good answer Go for it. Um, repeat what you said, so I remember. Uh, oh God! Now, which points? I mean, you you brought about um, you know time coming back. We also talked. Also made a statement about uh, you know history repeating itself and. Is America, you know... Oh, I remember. Okay, I remember. This comes from just actual history class. I remember I was in the class, and they were talking about the ages of the countries based on humans. Mm -hmm. So the way they they were telling me is that, like, China is your grandmother. You know, you're an old grandfather that's just, like, patiently waiting there. You know, you have... England, who has been there for millennia, they're like the haughty older brother. Okay. 
and uh, like the old, like the hot the father uh-huh. of everything, uh-huh. which is kind of smart when you think about it because England was the the British monarchy uh, and like the so, empire. Yeah, they were very regal you know? with everything. They were, you know what I mean, like wanted to I guess bring you know, and they're the ones that brought us right. up. And in a way, okay. they did. They created all You're these right. places. Yeah. Um, France is like the ant that is really fun, but is also like a little too into uh-huh. themselves. In the way you think of that, you think of Egypt and you think they're so, they're, you know, the great grandmother who's like, how are you still alive? And also, how are you still doing yoga? And you're like 100. <laughs> right. And yet you're crushing it. But America. That's good. That's good. Is, and America at the time when this is in class, I think it was in college, America at the time was a teenager. Uh-huh. And so we are in our growing pains. And America right now, if we think about that time, is right at the brink of, like, like 17. The way he said it is that right now we're living in a time when America is a young adult who is thinks they know everything but is actually has no reference of mine. Mm-hmm. And also they're, they're at war, so they're a soldier. So that's. I'm hoping that maybe as time grows, we will mature into an adult. Well, right now we're kind of like in that weird growing pain, especially now if you think about the way that uh, mostly American 20-somethings are, they don't feel like they're adults yet. No, I mean, we we can't like, deny that. Awkward. Yeah, millenn- we can't deny that millennials are a little bit, little little uh you know they'd rather be home a lot longer than you know what our i guess our parents wanted to which which is true oh yeah plus they have yeah. to be but it's you know they're like they're ready to change the world and they try and put their foot in everything but they really don't That's know true. what they're yeah. talking about so i feel like maybe if we want to be positive take it on a positive note then maybe we are still trying to grow out of that hopefully we will survive long enough that we will be able to mature to like a nice adult that someone wants to like take home to meet their mother, which is hmm. English. But but in in that aspect, not to be scary with it, but I mean, you say that America would be that teenager who is still going through growing pains. I mean, what what does that mean as far as us being? Because there's different types of seventeen year olds. I mean, you have different types of seventeen year olds, like you said, we're kind of a know it all or like you know we're still going into it. But there's also seventeen year olds. Who are killing fucking uh, animals who are being groomed to be really psychotic and fucked up. I mean, is yeah. <laughs> what is? I think we're right on right. the middle. I feel like we could we fall, could fall either, either way. way. I mean, we were either you know torturing cats and you know in our spare time, or we you know we're just. Oh yeah, we either really yeah. We're either really altruistic and we are like we're trying right. our best or two. fumbling. Or we're like a, a total psychopath and we're just destroying yeah. people. You know, we are. Yeah, I mean, which we, we fucking are. I mean, we have been for <laughs> hundreds of years. And it's, but, as has every other country True. ever. I hate when, True. You know, when you think about it, I hate when people are like, America's so terrible. And I'm like, do right. you know how many people? Right. That, that, that's very true. The British, no. the, British, the Britishers started the they slave start, trade. Right. No, I guess it's the Dutch. But the British is the one who really got it. No, going. absolutely. Don't talk a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know. And, it, you know, it's insane. This is why I hate when it comes to, like, political parties and all that stuff. I, I hate the notion that somehow Democrats are, you know, always been for, you know, for African-Americans and everything like that. Well, people don't know that Lies. because Democrats actually were in favor of slavery back in the day. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, Democrats are, and to this day, are still 
like they like to pretend that they are a party of minorities which is something that if they were smart they would go right. into hi this is now a political podcast like if they were smart they would lean into that and actually get votes but no they're still trying to get the moderate like male you know person that doesn't exist anymore because we've become so fractured i, I, think, I think when it comes to general and not uh, with bringing this to the political standpoint uh-oh so i think with 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 um with with Democrats, a lot of people are turned off to that because they're stuck in this you know identity politic s type thing that you know uh if if you're you know if you have a different opinion or got to be you have an opinion that's not the case you know or doesn't go with their agenda you're you know you're completely labeled as misogynistic as racist as homophobic as transphobic oh, yeah. and you know it's turning a lot of they people hard. They go too hard, oh, too fast. fast. And you know what? It's, it turns a lot of people off because there's a lot of points that people actually agree with Democrats and would love to see, you know, implemented some of their ideas. And now they're just looking at us. But if you hit, you know, God forbid, you're like, mm, well, I'm, uh, I'm pro, I'm pro life. Let me just bring a different ahead, point please. of view. No, no, I'm saying like, if if you go to a Democrat and they're like, um, oh, I have a different point of view, they're just like, oh, well, right. you're canceled. In the same way that it's the same mentality, weirdly, that teens have on, like, social media. They're just like, this person's canceled because of one mistake. And usually if it's one mistake, if it's terrible, that's habitual, that's fine. But if it's one mistake, it's like, let's calm down. Let's not. I I agree with you. And you know what? It's, uh, it's It's getting to a point where it's really bad. And I'll bring this back to the conspiracy with predictive programming. I mean... With politics being as amplified as it is right now today in America, I mean we can't we, we can't deny say we can't deny and say that tensions have never been higher. We can't deny that you know to say that you know people are more violent than they ever have been, and it it is ever and it is politi- some you know a lot a lot of times politically motivated. It's really bad. But you also wonder is this something that was predictively right. programmed to us that we don't even know. We haven't figured Have it out we, yet. You know, like we haven't picked up. And the this, this, this is why we bring up, well, I was bringing up the media because there's Fox news, CNN, they hate each other so much that they're putting, you know, they're just badmouth each other to a point is where it's like the Yankees and the Red Sox, you know, you got fans that'll fight each yeah. other. You have people on a political spectrum on both sides of the aisle who will literally get, you know, use violence as a means to get their point across. To an end. It's, in, it's, it's yeah. insane. And you're right. What if that's something that they predicted all along? I mean, if that's the case, that's fucking like, that, that's fucking like, you know, brainiac genius. That's a great line. It's insane. It's, it's genius. It's sick, but it's so fucking genius. Think about it. What's the best way to bring people to... You know, even bring the most civilized people down to petty fucking um, fighting words, physical as The best way to bring that is to bring bring politics to a point is where you have people who are sophisticated, who are um, who are well educated in, you know, in political science and stuff like that. You bring it to a point is where their your views, the other person's views are so despicable if you bring them to an enraged state and they get violent, they call for violence on social media to whoever they disagree with. And it's fucking, it's genius. It's so genius to think about it. Fucked up, but it's genius. And then it's like, 
you think at every other, you know, political movie, is it like, are we going to look in 10 years and revisit this and go, you know, I think Black Panther was predictive uh, programming in a way. Because it's kind of true when people say oh, it's a social commentary, I'm like, or is it a social commentary for the next 10 years right. that we haven't even gotten to that point yet? You know, and they say, I don't know if you talked about the Illuminati yet, if that has come I, up. I have not. Is, I, made it, uh, I made it up, and I encourage everybody to go see it. Um, the episode's called Google Tried to Listen to into Our Podcast, to which they tried to do, legit. Uh, I had Danny Rambo and Philly Redfield with us, and we were talking about the Rothschilds. And oh, yeah, great. and what happened was at one point, I encourage everybody to listen to this. But at one point, um, Danny Rambo, who was a, uh, another guy that I bring on here quite often, his phone went off and started to try to record our conversation. Yeah, that's terrifying. that's fucked up. I'm like, it's my phone, but you know. To bring the Illuminati in, you would think that they talk about the Illuminati, general, people in charge, in power, trying to take over the world. And they are in charge of the world, but now they're trying, like, that's plan one, take over the world. Plan two is to get it out there. And now plan three is to be the controllers. They will rise up and say we're controlled. At what point? when we fight each other and kill each other so much to the point where someone just comes in and says, we're in charge of all you. We're all just going to say fine. Cause we'll be tired yeah. by then or dead. Exactly. Is this everything? And predictive programming for the Illuminati is everywhere to the point where it's a joke now, you know, like Shane Dawson has Illuminati, you know, pop. Yeah. Everybody says that he's actually part the of the Illuminati. He wishes. Yeah, he really does. He wishes so much. He's like, he's like, please put me in right, the Illuminati. Right. That's why he'll never friend on YouTube because they're like, you know, too much. Uh, I, I love, I, I love Shane Dawson. I'm subscribed to him. I watch his. Uh, his I recommend. I recommend everybody go on there and. Everyone. You know what? Just go back because he has great conspiracy videos, and there's actually one video of him actually trying to join, or he's said to have been. Uh, sought out by the Illuminati and he found out to be, well, just watch the video, but it's actually quite interesting to think that, you know, hey, we're yeah. the Illuminati. Here's an email. Do you want to join us or not? So it, it's, it's weird. But I mean, the, these groups exist. Like, it's, it's true. Oh, it's, sure. A lot of people are like, oh, Illuminati, da, 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 whatever. But they exist. So there's the Masons. There's, there's the Freemasons. There's the uh, Illuminati, there's the oh, the uh, Rosicrucians right. that was more mm -hmm. British, you know, and there was like the historical Illuminati and then the current Illuminati. They are there. They're hidden in plain sight. You can go to the Mason Temple in right. Philadelphia. I have been. It's beautiful. Wow. <laughs> it's a little terrifying. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like you weren't at least been uncomfortable, huh? <laughs> I would have been just there like oh, on some eyes wide shut I would, like, I don't see anything. Can I go home now? I terrified and I wanted to stay where like no photography and I tried to just hold my phone up like I was taking like just talking on the phone and I was trying to take a picture and they were like no right. photography and I was like I'm sorry, sorry please oh god no okay okay just take my phone I'm sorry I thought it was being so oh, it was insane I was like I'm being so like taking a picture but yeah predictive programming is everywhere it's almost it's to the point where it's almost mm -hmm. a joke especially with 9-11 right. but it's not a joke when you think about it, because 
you know, it's predicting a future that is only bleak and bleak. It seems like this is something that just happens. Like, you know, they, they keep it going. It's a timely thing. See, the, the thing that people have to understand about, you know, these organizations or the people that, you know, want to do this to us, they are very patient. And they'll go through an entire uh, generation to get their, you know, particular pro- program and points across. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they won't sit there and just do it, you know, yeah. in, a, in, in a quick manner. Think of 9 right. they, they had three separate generations. Right worth of predictive programming before it ever yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. And that's true if you just look at numbers. Wow. wow. I mean, and, uh, it's fucked up. It's really it, fucked up. It's way more. Man. It, it, you know, thinking about this, it, it, yes. you could just keep going down the rabbit hole in this, and, you know, you could just so many examples that I encourage everybody to go through. Um, and yes. Elizabeth, and in go ahead, please. I was just saying, just watch any old cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's there. There's so much predictive programming in all of the X-Men cartoons. Well, have you have you seen I have don't you know. seen um have you ever seen Eyes Wide Shut? I haven't in a while, but I know what it is about. Some people say that like I saw when I was Some college. people say that you know that was predictive programming, but predictive programming for the people, not for them, and that's why it's considered to like be like one of the most controversial, you know, movies of all time. For those of you who don't know what Eyes Wide Shut is, it follows a doctor a man who, you know, who's a wealthy guy, Tom Cruise, whatever the case may be, and, mm-hmm. you know, he he's invited or he crashes um, this party thrown by what it seems to be a secret right. society. This was directed by Stanley Kubrick, a man who is no stranger. It was Kubrick's old. It's, uh, what's that? It was Kubrick's last film. Oh, yeah, he died. He died uh, a couple of weeks after it came out. Right, right after. That doesn't seem suspect. I guess, I guess not. Like... A, lot of, a lot of people are like, oh, wow, poor guy. But it's weird because, because there are, because before he released it, okay, he was shown, the, there was people that he showed, and there was actually an extra 20 minutes that didn't make it into the movie. And nobody knows oh, what yeah. that's about. And everybody says that Kubrick was trying to use that against the people, saying that Eyes Wide Shut was predictive programming, but predictive programming to tell us, you know, what's going on in that world, which was, you know, which was, you know, which it seems like satanic parties or, you know, pedophilia, which was, which was actually in that movie as well. And that's something that's been right. true and something that's been proven true in Hollywood. I mean, you can look over the last year, the Me right. Too movement, and a lot of it has to do with pedophilia. You know, maybe he was just one of those, you know, if we're taking it back, you want to roll it up into a nice little right. bow. He was trying to be one of the Avengers. Oh, exactly. You know, fighting against Thanos. I don't know which one he I would be. I guess maybe, maybe he would be, I don't know, maybe not no, Iron Man. I don't Man. think he'd be Iron Man. I, I don't think... When it comes to something like that, the message and everything like that, because let's be, let's be, Maybe yeah, I can see, oh yeah, I can see that, I can see that, because like I said, I mean, Stanley Kubrick is, is no stranger in the world of conspiracy, I mean, people have said that Stanley oh. Kubrick was the guy who literally filmed um, us being on the moon, because apparently the moon landing was fake, and he was, the, he was said to be tasked by, you know, the United States to produce and, you know, make it look like we were on the movement. He would direct it. So he's no stranger to the limelight of conspiracy. But unfortunately, because oh, of what happened in this movie or 
what it predicted in this movie. He, he, you know, he died right after it was released. Yeah. He didn't even get to go on the press No, he tour. didn't. And you know what? It's, uh... And he never got to make his final movie, the AI right. movie, which is probably another piece of predictive it programming been, if, if you think about I, it. I imagine it would have been. But the thing is, is it's it's weird because if this if this is a conspiracy saying that he was trying to use it against them, trying to make it, I wonder what the last twenty minutes of the movie consisted and was, or what was on it, or what he said that was so bad that they didn't let it into the movie. Yeah, and it's somewhere that's never going to be on any DVD. No. Like, oh, we're never going to see it. We're never going to see it. That that's been burned. I wonder. I wonder, like, what. You know, basement is it is it in? You know, like is it in like <laughs> right, right? Is it in front of our couple's basement? Like, hold on to it. All right, we're gonna sit there and see. Maybe George. I guarantee there's gonna be some stupid shit. We're gonna be like, we're watching an episode of Pawn Stars. Hey, uh, I came to pawn off twenty extra minutes of uh, Eyes Wide Shut. How much did you give it to me for? Oh Maybe my some god! Stupid shit like that. The FBI would just like come in. Oh, that's insane to think about. Yeah. But you know what? It it uh, why the fuck not? <laughs> Why not something stupid like that happen all of a sudden? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It, it is always the artists that are the ones that are supposed to, you know, show people the way and show right. people the way. Right. No, I mean, it's all it's all weird. A little bit with the uh, last couple of minutes, last, last minute that we have left. Just give us, you know, give us some some words of wisdom, if you will, or you know, give us give us your take on um, what we can do to, you know, I guess be more you know, aware of this or just, you know, what's your final thought in general? I think the best way to think about it is to try and just be on the lookout mm-hmm. for it and see it and note it. You know, um, the more you note something like that, the more it becomes prevalent. You know, this is not necessarily predictive programming, but Shane Dawson also talks about how in movie posters, women are never, their faces aren't shown. And now it's something that has sparked debate in Hollywood because people started tweeting about that and then they talked about it and now they're trying to actually change that for good. Mm-hmm. I, never, I, never, I never even so noticed that. I think, yeah, neither did I. I never noticed it. And he was like, you don't ever see their face. They're always cut off. You Or you see like just like their butt. That's it. To the point where even Wonder Woman, you don't see her face either. And she's supposed to be our savior. I. That's I never have. That's heard, another type of I never program. even considered. I didn't <laughs> even notice that. Fuck up! Wow. I, now I'm gonna look that up. But I think the best part. Of, but I think the best part of it is uh, I think she's called the the faceless woman. Um, but I think the good part of that is that now that people can see it, they try and change it. So maybe be on the lookout right. in media and. Uh, Maybe also just be positive. Mm-hmm. I think we all live in, like, the most negative world, the darkest timeline. Try and make it not the mm-hmm. darkest timeline. And, you know, what? I like to use conspiracy theories and also true crime. I feel like they go right. hand in hand because they are um, parts of this world, but sometimes they help you figure, you know, bring at peace what is not mm-hmm. known in a way. I think because you know what could be out there so look for the truth and maybe try to you know find what your truth is in that that sounds very like meditation zenny <laughs> i like it and you know what the people should definitely hear it and they should heed that advice 
And uh, I will say this, yeah. that, I mean, no matter what you may think of this, uh, it's definitely worth looking into. It's definitely worth looking at. I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's never, it's right. Oh, it's so fascinating. And you know what? It's never, it's never a bad thing to, you know, question. It's never a bad thing to, you know, research stuff that, you know, while it seems to be a little far-fetched, I mean, there ha- there, there's little truths in, in, in every subject, whether, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, Elizabeth's right. Try, try to find, the truth, the truth is always out there. And you know what? She's also right. You know, let's, we have to be more positive. In this world, in this time frame, we talk about politics, but tension has never been so high. I mean, if, with, the la- with my last words to this podcast, my parting words right now is, you know, find someone you disagree with. Have a conversation. Find middle ground. Treat each other with respect. I feel like this world is lacking that. It's lacking respect for each other, and it's just making us fucking cranky as all hell. And you know what? Yeah. It's that's fine. But you want to, you you are allowed to disagree with someone, but you're never allowed to use physical violence. And I implore everybody to just, you know, show the show show your neighbor respect. Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll show the same nine times out of ten, unless you're dealing with someone who's fucked up. So, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being with me. And then just walk away. Oh, just walk away, yeah. This has been thank fun. You. I'm, uh, I hope to do it again very soon. Uh, everybody, uh, just keep up with the podcast. Also, sign up for my Patreon page. I'm also on all the, you know, all the media biggest outlets, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Uh, just look me up. There's all different episodes coming up. I also have my 9-11 conspiracy that's a two-parter. We've been working on that very hard with uh, Danny Rambo. Look out for that. And uh, again, keep searching for the truth because it's out there, everybody. Take care. <laughs>